Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property on your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we believe in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. We believe all government officials have made an oath to that reality check uh, upon their swearing in, upon their agreeing to carry forward um, all that we hold dear. That seems to be uh, in question today. It is a sad tale, to say the least. We expect those who serve us and do, uh, those who get elected to obey the supreme law, to obey their oaths of office, and when they don't, man, things run off the rails. What do we do in those cases? That will be the topic of our first uh, discussion here today on the radio. We are live. It is Friday. A freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled, we're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday, I might add. And my guest with me now, Stuart Rhodes, Oath Keepers founder and president. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Good morning, Sam. How are you doing? Doing excellent, my friend. All right, so the mainstream press is all a blur with the fact that they claim, and I say fact, meaning that they claim, this is a fact, they're claiming this. I'm not saying it's a fact that it's reality. These people, in my opinion, are not in touch with reality. Nevertheless, they're claiming, hey, we had an insurrection on January the 6th, and uh, Trump led the charge. He's the chief insurrectionist. And then uh, a bunch of right-wing extremists whacked out. Uh, military people went crazy and literally created an insurrection, and everybody's basically dead because of it. Uh, well, really, only four or five people died, and several of them, they don't even tell us how. And, well, a police officer died, and the cops shot a poor woman who was a veteran, etc. I mean, it goes on and on. When you dig into the details, you find out the facts are extremely different than we've been told. Now they're trying to drag the Oath Keepers right into the center of it. Uh, let's start there, sir. Uh, yeah, so we were there doing PSG details and also securing um, an event. So we were guarding Roger Stone was one, Ali Alexander was another, and we were protecting the event put on by Latinos for Trump and also the Virginia Freedom Keepers, which was a health freedom group. That's why we were there. And so we were not part of any plan or plot. So hold on, let's start over. Let's start over. Get a little bit closer to your phone if you can. So you're saying you were there on a protection mission to make sure that there wasn't violence? Well, we were there to protect uh, VIPs and also to secure an event. We've been to D.C. three times. So we protected events and speakers, and then, of course, after the events were over, we escorted people back to their cars or back to their metro stop to protect them against anti-thumb and whack jobs in the streets. So that's why we were there, and just make it very clear that we were not, no one from Oath for Leadership was involved in any plot to enter the Capitol, and uh, only we only had two members we know of so far who entered the Capitol and were arrested for it. Um, and neither one of them were part of leadership, and they certainly weren't doing it under our direction. So, All right, so your, your message is very clear. Yes, there were a couple of people that have been arrested. Uh, yes, um, 
The details might be murky about who did what. They might have gone into the Capitol or they were in the Capitol. Uh, but yet you're saying, hey, it wasn't leadership. It certainly was not pre-planned. It certainly was not from the head or the leadership of Oath Keepers at all, period, into paragraph. Well, they did, they did it on their own. Like one of them, one of them is an Oath Keeper member. Her name is Jessica from Ohio. But she also leads her own little militia, and, and that's what that's what went into the Capitol, was her and her militia friends. So there you go. But I will say, like you said before, um, they're bootstrapping a protest and, I guess you can call it, you know, in part a riot, even though – look look, look like this. The ones who tried to get into the Senate, you could argue, you know, went beyond just, just protesting. But the folks who walked through open doors into the Capitol once the doors were open, how could you fault them for anything other than possibly trespassing? You know, and even then, they weren't – there was no loudspeakers blaring saying, you are trespassing, you must exit the building or be subject to arrest. I heard nothing like that, so – all right, and let's back up for a second, and here's the problem that I'm having with the mainstream press narrative. Uh, number one, I don't hear a word from you or a response from you or, hey, in discussing with uh, you know Stuart Rhodes, founder of Oath Keepers, or other leadership members, I don't hear a word from you guys uh, from their whole narrative. That alone oh, yeah, tells I, me I there's trouble. I talked to the CNN reporter for about 20 minutes, and nothing I said went, went into their article. All, the, all it says is he... He denies this. That's all it says. All right. So, see, shame on those dishonest um, reporters for not one hearing from both sides of the story. What what Stewart's saying is, hey, this wasn't leadership at all. A couple of people did some things on their own. We were there to protect and defend and keep the peace and 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 protect VIPs and make a difference. We've been all over the country doing this. This is nothing new. You can talk to police departments and and other organizations, county officials all over this country who have been incredibly grateful for the um, kindness and, and the volunteerism of the Oath Keepers, and now supposedly the Oath Keepers are at the senator, or center of a supposed military takeover. This is absolutely a blatant lie uh, that needs to be stopped, Stuart. Let's start there. Well, good luck. I mean, they're, they're provident. You know, they're, they are the mouthpiece for... The deep state so that's what they do this is their job <laughs> you're right about that uh anyway I, I bring this up though to say it's interesting how they don't at all get your side of the story uh, which no, i then never do in fact we have a new policy from now on we're gonna we're gonna record every single interview that we're gonna broadcast the interview from from one end to the other the full thing sadly it's necessary sir it is necessary yeah because they, like you said they'll like my vice president is a Six foot eight black cop from Montana, Griffin Werner. You know he's a bit, a bit of a he stands out. Let's put it that way. So they talked to him. He's talked to the New York Times multiple times. It's been like three hours of sitting down with a reporter uh, from from Germany, and none of it ever makes print not, or or video. Not one word he says because it doesn't fit the narrative. You can't have a black cop, you know, being being a patriot. You know, God forbid. Yeah, and especially but, when you want to call him white supremacist, how do you highlight the black cop? Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, so they can't they can't have that, you know. So they just they just erase him. You know, it just just doesn't exist. All, all all the time he spends talking to him has been a complete waste of time. So that's why from now on we're going to record the entire thing and then we're going to put put it out ourselves. All right. Now they have a lot of very incendiary statements that I want to kind of highlight here because I think this is really important. They say the investigation enters its third week. All right, which I find very 
interesting because when they want to investigate this stuff, they can investigate fast. Remember, they investigated so fast. The second this happened, within minutes, they were already saying it was extreme white supremacist uh, Trump people for sure. They had investigated that within like 30 seconds of it all happening, right? And they knew well, there was nobody fact, on the on the left, right? In fact, that night, um, in multiple places around Virginia and in D.C., they were going door to door in the hotels, knocking on doors, asking if anybody there had been down at the Capitol. So this this goes to show you the the hypocrisy of of the deep state establishment. They did absolutely nothing, and also the faithlessness of, of Trump, frankly. But they did absolutely nothing when when the, when the left was burning cities down, including in D.C trying to burn down St. John's Church right there next to the next to the uh, White House, breaking windows, laying siege, claiming autonomous zones, taking over police precincts all over the country, you know, killing children in Atlanta. A woman, woman's daughter was killed, a little girl, because she's just trying to do a U-turn in one of these little autonomous zones. So, but the, but the FBI did absolutely nothing about that. The Department of Justice did nothing about that. All the U.S. attorneys all over the country weren't, weren't hunting down, you know, Antifa. You didn't see signs. Uh, there's billboards all over the country right now that, that say, um, you know, report capital violence, dial this number, report, you know, known capital violence. That wasn't done when Antifa was burning, burning the train to burn Washington, D.C. to the ground, you know. So the hypocrisy is just incredible. All right, let me give you a headline that, in my opinion, highlights the absolute dishonesty of the reporting. This is New York Times. Headline says this. FBI chases masterminds of riot plots. Then they go on and start talking about the Oath Keepers. My problem with that is, number one, in America, Stuart, people are innocent until proven guilty. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. This is the New York Times. And what do you mean chase masterminds? They don't even know who did this yet. At least they claim. They're still on Facebook trying to gather names, right? Well, this, this is this is just this is what the left does. They're going to bootstrap, you know, a few people trying to enter the Senate building, and others breaking in breaking in windows. And then, of course, we know a lot of them were boogaloo boys and, and apparently boogaloo boys and uh, and some anti agitators. But you're going to bootstrap that, and, and most of it was just primarily trespass. Like I said, only those few people that try to break in the Senate building can be accused more of more into you know, the chambers. But they're bootstrapping that into a massive insurrection. You know, if, if that crowd had wanted to take over the Capitol, then they would have, because it was such a huge crowd, it would have been impossible to stop. That wasn't the mindset of they walked in the door. They, they, they walked in, yelled a few slogans, and then walked back out, you know? And, and by the way, all there's of, videos that show a lot of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All the, I mean, I didn't go inside, for the record. I was not inside the Capitol. I was on the outside. Um because we were nearby guarding the Latinos for Trump event, and my team leader, Whip, who had been in charge of our guys, texted me and said, hey, they're, they're, they're actually, or called me and said, hey, they're actually, they're actually going into the Capitol. I was like, really? So I went and looked at the watch. But yeah, the video I've seen inside uh, show people walking in, yelling, you know, encouraging others not to damage anything, and then walking back out. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. The narrative that you got for the mainstream press and the truth, absolutely 180 degrees. We had people speaking out who were inside the Capitol and outside the Capitol literally the day of and days after Stuart Rhodes merely mirrors that reality check. 
They're going to get caught lying. They've overreached this time, folks. We'll tell you about it. Hang tight. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. All right, I got Stuart Rhodes with me, ladies and gentlemen, president, founder of Oath Keepers. He was at Washington, D.C. on the day in question, that is January the 6th. I'm calling it an event, though. They're calling it an, an insurrection. See, I don't agree with that at all. I think there were thousands, hundreds of thousands of incredibly peaceful people. The Oath Keepers were there to protect and defend, not riot and rage. Uh, but the government lies. And what's fascinating is every time we find um, somebody ex- uh, ratcheting up how violent or extreme or crazy or off the charts or right wing or insurrectionist somebody is, you find the FBI's behind it. You look at the Ammon Bundy case to kind of point backwards a little bit. They claimed that, hey, you know what? Bundy was armed and crazy, and by golly, the government just had the tamp down on it. It turned out the FBI, there was a whistleblower that blew the whistle and kind of busted this case wide open. Uh, plus, Ammon Bundy and those guys stuck to their guns on telling the truth. And overall, the government lied and said they didn't point guns at people. Turns out they had snipers everywhere. The government lied and said, hey, they thought Ammon Bundy was a dangerous threat. They knew and had internal documents proving that wasn't the case, but they still lied before the judge. In fact, it was so egregious, the judge just dismissed the whole case and said, look, the government withhold exculpatory evidence in this thing. The FBI is guilty of sin on this sucker. I mean, this is out of control. We're seeing the same patterns, Stuart. Well, like I said, there's, there's, there's certainly, I think it's beyond a doubt, there were provocateurs and, and agitators that were in, intended to be there to, to cause to maximize it, make sure it happened. Um, but 
I think the political right, and of course people on the political right are pointing that out and condemning and blaming the agitators, which which is fine. But here's the problem I'm seeing, is you're seeing the same adoption, you're seeing the adoption of the left's talking points, calling it storming the Capitol and an invasion and, you know, a disgusting display of, you know, of, of un-Americanism and things like that, um, or calling it insurrection, and then pointing their fingers at Antifa. But, but when they do that, they throw everybody who was there under the bus. You know, you don't, that are adopting the same labels that the left are for, for people that were there. And you got Republican politicians calling for all of them, anybody under the Capitol would be, to be, you know, prosecuted to the maximum extent of the law. And, the left doesn't do that. When they riot and burn and pillage through the streets, they circle the wagons. They bail their, the people out. They they have lawyers waiting for them in deep you know deep pockets to bail them out, and they defend them. They make excuses for it. They say, well, you know, this is this is the you know riots are the are the you know the final voice of the unheard and all this kind of stuff. So the the right needs to take a play from their book and say, look, so they should have done it. It was stupid to go in there and do all that. But guess what? At most, it's trespass. They're protesting. They're pissed off because their election was stolen. And by the way, and, let's and frankly, stop. Let's stop. We are convinced they have every right to be very frustrated and very angry. Uh, that doesn't mean that we support any violence or any destruction of any property. But nevertheless, well, of course not. But if all you're doing is, is walking in the Capitol, which really is the people's house, and you're not in the Senate chamber, but you're just out in the rotunda and you're just yelling, stop the steal. Big deal. It's a protest, okay? And not minimizing what happened to some of the people that were there, including that one police officer, but the people who did that should be charged for that. Everybody that entered the building and yelled, stop the steal, is not guilty of assaulting a police officer. See what I'm saying? Yes, and the the point that they try to say Donald Trump incited the insurrection and that everybody's there is guilty, that's the inference, is an absolute lie. Listen Listen to this line, though, from the New York Times. A criminal complaint filed alleges conspiracy and other crimes against three members of an extremist group, the Oath Keepers. These three have been arrested. Anyway, they go on and talk about, hey, they're tracing all this stuff. But Only you're talking one about... of those three people was actually a member of Oath Keepers. That's Jessica Watkins from Ohio. Right, the other so two are not members. Let's talk about it then. Thomas Caldwell is not an Oath Keeper? No, he's not. He's okay. a Navy vet who lives in Virginia who was with us for a for our first, he volunteered for our first uh, trip to D.C. back in November, and then I haven't heard from him since. So, okay, so they're trying to make uh, it sound like this guy's an Oath no. Keeper leadership. He's not even no, an Oath not, Keeper. He's not, he's not even a member, let alone leadership. He's just a local veteran that, that, that volunteered to help last time we were, we were in D.C. in November. And then wow. the second time in, in December, he didn't take part in that. And then this time... I had no idea he was even in, in D.C. He did that entirely on his own, along with, along with Jessica. The point is, though, is that the media is going to bootstrap anything that anyone did. And of course, what do they actually do? Press pass. But they're going to bootstrap that into insurrection, and, and Trump's the leader, and we're all insurrectionists, we're all terrorists, we're all Nazis, we're all fascists, we're all racists. So that's, a, that's a standard line. So get used to it. And here's the thing. You're not going to be able to, to, to satisfy them by chucking each other under the bus. People have got to stop doing that. You can clarify the reality, but, but you shouldn't be running around you know, calling for the maximum penalty for anybody that enter the Capitol. This is stupid. 
That is, that is uh, hold on, hold on. This is an individual style. deal. I want to try every single case. I want due process for each case individually. I want right. transparency, the due process of law. And they should be defended. I mean, that is unless, correct. You can show, unless you can show me a loudspeaker that said, you are trespassing, must exit the building, or you'll be arrested, then I don't even think the vast majority of people that went in there are even guilty of trespass. I agree. They walk, through a, they walk through an open door. How do they know whether or not? It's it's not open. Though. Well, and, for, and you and I and many others have been to all kinds of, of government buildings. I've been to the yeah. uh, to the House and the Senate quarters and everything else. And you can just walk yeah, right in and go there. knock on their doors and talk to them. Yeah, you can walk up and down the halls. I've been to many Senate hearings. I was at the Benghazi hearing for crying out loud. You walk up and down the halls of Congress. You know, so so it's, it's just it's just weird. It's Alice in Wonderland weird. So and the left, of course, does it all the time. They'll go into offices and yell. They sit there and chant and yell. They do it to restaurants. They do it almost anywhere. They go occupy the space and let yes. you know what they think. Is that insurrection and terrorism? No, of course not. <laughs> okay, so we need to have due process of law. We need transparency. We need to realize people are innocent yeah. until proven guilty, ladies and gentlemen. And stop parroting leftist cancel culture talking points. You know, stop saying, like, you know, anybody that went in there is not a real American <clears throat> or is not a real Trump supporter. A real Trump supporter would have done that. Really. So it's just it's just ridiculous to adopt the talking points. All right, the third person is Donovan Crowell. Who's that guy? Don't know. He's not a member of Oath Keepers. Well, he, he's he's apparently a, a member of Jessica's um, Ohio regular militia. That's who he is. All right, so let's help Excuse people me. understand something <clears throat> about the Oath Keepers, and I think it's really important to understand. You can be a member of the Oath Keepers by uh, signing up to be a member, or uh, tell me how being a member how you can be a member. Yeah, you can join online. So anyone can join. That's one downside. It's like the NRA. You can go online and join. Now, once someone joins, we vet them. So we're going to change this now. We're going to call them just um, an applicant, a prospective member, and we're not going to consider them a full member until they're vetted. So we've been putting that in place for a while, and now's a good time. Yeah, the reason so, I bring but, let me tell you why I bring this up. Well, Rich- the point is that the crowd guy wasn't even a member. Right. He didn't bother to join. He just was a member of of her militia in Ohio, which was not a subset of Oath Keepers. So the affidavit against her by the FBI says that her Ohio regular militia is a dues-paying subsidiary or subset of Oath Keepers. It's just total nonsense. We only have membership for individuals, not for groups. So she was an individual member, and that's it. But they're trying to bootstrap that into she's the leader of a militia, but that militia is somehow under Oath Keepers. So we're somehow guilty. That's 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 the agenda. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get further reaching than that. And I'll tell you why I bring this up. I want people to understand something. They are playing fast and loose with reality and with facts here. Um, there's all kinds of organizations and all kinds of groups and all kinds of people um, that are associated in a variety of ways with all kinds of people. That doesn't prove involvement or direct relationship in any way. Uh, a guy, for example, got his picture taken with Richard Mack one time. You know, as a celebrity or whatever else, uh, like me and uh, many el- many of us, we take pictures with people all the time. Oh, man, I want to, oh, my gosh, Stuart Rhodes, it's nice to meet you. I want to shake your hand. Wow, can I get my photo with you? Sure, whatever. Okay, so you smile and take a photo with somebody. Well, Richard did that. Then that guy went and committed a murder in Vegas. Well, Richard doesn't even know the guy's name, but yet they published that, hey, a supporter of Richard Mack, and then they show the photo of Richard and this guy in a photo together, and then they say, you know, hey, committed this murder. It's like, what? 
I don't even know this person. I can't be accountable. And they create this narrative that is as dishonest as it gets. And that's how they roll, Stuart. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. I have a tickle in my throat this morning. Yeah, that's exactly how they do it. All right. So two out of the three. But, of course, on their side, you've got Bill Ayers, an actual terrorist, hanging out with all of that, including Barack Obama. And that's okay. You know, you got the, what's that woman? I forgot her name. One that blew up Congress, but she set a bomb off in Congress, right? Inside the, inside the same, the same building, inside the U.S. Capitol building. She's, Rosenberg? Yeah, her name is Rosenberg. So there you go. She, she now works for Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and then you have Jeremiah Wright and many others too back in Barack Obama. And I mean, it goes on. I mean, it is insanity, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, so two out of the three weren't even Oath Keeper members, ladies and gentlemen. One was, but low level, and involved in her own group that the Oath Keepers simply are not part of, not involved with, not a subchapter, and do not endorse. But look what the mainstream press has done with this dishonest, false narrative. Hang tight, folks. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Thousands of National Guard troops from several states had deployed to the U.S. Capitol to protect Wednesday's inauguration. After zero incidents of unrest, lawmakers kicked the guardsmen out of the Capitol building and moved them to their parking garage when on break. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle say this move was outrageous. The National Guard confirms the troops are out of the garage and will take their breaks near Emancipation Hall going forward. President Biden eliminated 52,000 American union jobs on day one in office. Republicans from Alaska to Washington have already called the Biden administration's agenda into question. The lost jobs were from executive orders eliminating the Keystone XL pipeline and rejoining the very expensive Paris Climate Accord. SpaceX and Tesla leader Elon Musk says he plans to donate $100 million towards a prize for the best carbon capture technology. Musk made the announcement Thursday on Twitter and said the details will come next week. USA Radio News. As Joe Biden becomes America's 46th president, so much is happening in Washington. And millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax, a news source they can trust. Newsmax is already America's fastest-growing cable news channel, and Newsmax.com is your place for breaking news online. So download the Newsmax app now on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax TV for free. The app has no paywall and gives real news you can trust. Watch great shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Dick Morris, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Sean Spicer, and a lot more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If you don't get Newsmax on cable, call your operator and tell them you want Newsmax. You can always switch to a new service that has Newsmax. Or watch Newsmax for free on Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zumo, TiVo Plus, Pluto, and smart TVs like Samsung and LG. Tune in today because Newsmax is real news for real people. Let's get a vaccine update with USA Radio News, Dan Araki. The nation's top disease expert says the U.S. is just weeks away from possibly approving another coronavirus vaccine. Dr. Anthony Fauci says vaccines developed by Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca could soon have enough data gathered to be considered for an emergency use authorization from the FDA. 
He tells NBC's Meet the Press that data could come within a week or so. Uh, they have a lot of events, events meaning infections within the context of the trial. So their data, I think, very soon, I would imagine within a period of a week or so, uh, or at the most a oh, couple wow. of weeks, they're going to be getting their data together and showing it to the FDA. Uh, uh, and, uh, well, well, obviously, they're going to have to get their data and safety monitoring board to look at it to see if it is appropriate to start, you know, essentially putting the package together to get an emergency use authorization. But we're, we're weeks away, not months away for sure. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. USA Radio News. All right, we got Stuart Rhodes with us, ladies and gentlemen, OathKeepers.org. The uh, government and the mainstream press uh, coalesced to take down their website, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that's just how evil they are. Not only are we going to take you down, not only are we going to lie about you and just flat out paint a satanic, dishonest narrative, but then we're going to take your website down and try to prevent you from having a say, from you telling your side of the story. How dishonest and bogus is that? If you want simple proof for the layman to understand what's going on. Why shut down Stuart Rhodes and say you can't speak and talk and organize and defend yourselves? What kind of what, what kind of a crock is that? Nevertheless, the good news is oathkeepers.org is up and running again. Thank heavens for that. Oathkeepers.org. Now anybody can become a member, ladies and gentlemen. And that's one thing you got to know. But here's the bottom line, the mainstream press lies. All right, it's fake news. The FBI chases masterminds of quote riot Plot, New York Times. Okay, what are they talking about? Okay, we don't have any proof of plots by any leadership of the Oath Keepers. One person, Jessica, was a member, low level, had her own organization that's not part of Oath Keepers at all. That's the truth. The other two aren't even members. But yet the mainstream press puts together this alleged word, a criminal complaint filed. A complaint filed means nothing. You can file a complaint on anybody anywhere all the time. Okay, you can sue anybody too. That doesn't mean it has any merit or reality to it whatsoever. Okay, so they're painting this narrative and they're using scare words to dishonestly manipulate you, back you into this corner of going, oh my goodness, the Oath Keepers are evil. They're lying, ladies and gentlemen. Right? It's a blatant lie. It is satanic, folks. Now listen carefully to this. They say the charges against Thomas Caldwell of Virginia, not even an Oath Keeper, Jessica Watkins, who's a low level and not even really involved in the leadership of Oath Keepers. And then Donovan Crowell of Ohio, he's not even an Oath Keeper either. And you look at this thing and you go, they have got to paint this dishonest narrative because they realize what good we're doing. And then they've got to take us down in the media. But here's the point of it all. You know what? We've exposed their lies and we've allowed... um, or I should say this, we've, we've been honest reporters and said, hey, Stuart, speak for yourself. What's really going on? And Stuart's saying we are there to protect and defend. We've done a great job all over the country. Look at our track record for proof. Uh, and these people do not speak for uh, the Oath Keepers leadership or organization at all. Two out of the three weren't even members. And the third one, uh, have you been able to talk to or has anybody talked to Jessica? Uh, yeah, I talked to her, her boyfriend who is co-owner of her bar. I mean, look, she's a member of both keepers and we're going to help raise money for her legal defense. You know, we don't chuck our own in the bus. I disagree with what she did. That was kind of stupid, but you know, we're going to do what the left does. We're going to circle the wagons around and we're going to raise money for her legal defense. What That's we're really going to do, what we're really going to do is what should be done for everybody. We're going to find out the, disc- the, the truth. 
We're going to consider her innocent until proven guilty. And we're going to yeah. defend her and get to the bottom of the facts. And we want transparent facts. And if the FBI is lying, they need to be stopped and exposed. Okay, we just want the truth. And we want innocent until proven guilty. And we want due process of law, sir. Is yeah, that a fair statement? Correct. Well, sure. And we need to dial, like I said, on the political right. We'll have to dial back their rhetoric. They're adopting the same cancel culture rhetoric of the, the left. They're pointing fingers at each other. And, you know, and I'm not with those people. That's what they want you to do. That's the whole point of trying to, to drag us into into this is they want to, you know, they want to make it so that people don't want to associate with the Oath Keepers. They're doing the same thing to the Proud Boys and the same thing to the Three Percenters because they fear us. They fear us because they know that we, you know, we stand up and do what we think is right and that we're not going to bend the knee. And so they don't want that. They can't have that growing. And so they want to just, you know, discredit and demonize those movements. They've been doing it from day one since 2009. You know, barely even started Oath Keepers and all of a sudden was, you know, Smearing us, saying that we're only reacting to the first black president, as though I cared what color he was. So it's the same nonsense. So people out there, same thing with you. Don't let them marginalize you or cause you to marginalize each other. Stand together. And that's what we have to really do now. We have to take the founder's path. We all need to come together and become strong in our own local communities, in our towns and counties. And you have to do it together. You can't, you can't be dividing and, and conquering each other or yourself. You know. Amen. And that's why I wanted to get you on so that you had a chance to say what you want to say, uh, lay it out um, as you see it and uh, what's going on. Look, I don't know Jessica, so I can't defend her actions personally. Here's a black I, man. I can't hear you. Uh-oh. All right. Now can you hear me? Hello? Uh-oh. Can you hear me now? Hello? All right. I'll see. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, can you hear me now? I can. There you are. All right, I don't know what happened. Sorry about that, sir. Um, so what I'm what I'm saying is this: I don't know Jessica, and I can't defend her personally, and I don't know what she did or didn't do. But here's what well, I, I do know her. She's been, she's been several on several of our, our prior operations. Mm-hmm. Um, she came in as a medic and did a good job. So all I can say is is on that day she must have gotten carried away. But that doesn't make her a terrorist. Doesn't make her an insurrectionist. It makes her a person that you know. Like I said, I think at most she's guilty of trespass. Right. And they're trying to bootstrap it into something more because that's what they want to do, to demonize not just her, but, but us, not just us, but all of us. But here's what I can on the, say. On the right. Here's what I can say. Even though I do not know Jessica, I do know what should be the American system, which is Jessica is innocent until proven guilty, first of all. Secondly, Jessica has every right for complete, transparent due process of law. And she has a right to trial by a jury of her peers. Yeah, and she has the right to confront her accusers. And, and she has, she right has the right to confront her accusers. On her behalf. That's yeah. right. And so I will absolutely defend that completely, 100%, until it's complete. And I will not make judgment ahead of time. And I will not um, write uh, scare word articles that are dishonest. Okay, it says that the FBI has alleged this. Well, the FBI alleged that Ammon Bundy was violent, even though they had evidence in their own files to the contrary. They lied and got caught lying. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's step back for a second. Let's cool everybody's rhetoric, and let's stick with the facts. Two out of the three were not even Oath Keepers. The third one, we got to find out what really happened, well, what her involvement really a, was. Yeah, also, with a sea of people, there were thousands of people that entered, did nothing different than what they did, entered the building, and then walked back out. But they're singling them out because they want to take Oath Keepers. So everyone needs to realize that. This is, this is nothing but... 
a propaganda and witch hunt, ultimately against the President of the United States or former President of the United States, Trump, but also all of his followers. All of you are on the list. So you can't – it's like you're, you're, a, you're a herd of sheep. You can't push the black sheep towards the edge and hope the wolf eats them, that you'll be safe if you just stay in the center and be a good sheep. It's not going to work that way. They're coming for all of you. So you all got to come together. You got to realize you're under assault by communists and globalist traitors who want to kill you. I mean, that's where it ends in the end, is, is re education camps and ditches. So understand that and come together, do what the founders did. They didn't just go hide. One by wait for them to be taken one by one. They all came together and formed militias, and they united and they defended each other. And that's the rest is history. You've got to do the same thing. We should all talk right. about that. We should talk about the founders' path. That's where we're at. Now. We can talk about the founders' path. I wanted to talk about. You wrote an article uh, that explains what we ought to be doing. And let me give you a phrase from the article that I think is just tremendous. And I think this is part of the reason they tried to take down your website was so that you can't communicate common sense to people. Organize right now and for the future without falling into false flag traps that further the enemy's goals. See, these are the kind of things that lay out the truth in a meaningful way. Right? This is what I'm talking about. This, this is meaningful stuff that Stuart's talking about. Right. you got to come together. I mean, right now, what you should be doing is coming together in your own town and in your own county. Bring all Trump supporters, all patriots, into your county seat and have a meeting and say, okay, here's the point of this meeting. It's for us to get to know each other. It's for us to square away our emergency comms, CB, ham radio, FRS, GMRS, whatever it's going to be, get it sorted out right now. You can still get CB radios at any truck stop. Go get them. Square away your emergency comms and then decide who's going to be the home guard, who are the older veterans or the older patriots. Maybe not quite as agile as it used to be, but they can they can stand guard. They can watch over homes. They can watch and guard your church while your church is being you know a, a place of refuge. They can guard the town. They can do static defense. That's the home guard. Then look at the who can be who can be the more agile, more fit. Those, those are the guys that can project out countywide or possibly beyond your county to go aid patriots in other counties. That can serve as a, as the pool for. Um, I guess you can call it the, the county militia, or that's still a dirty word to you for some reason. You can call it the, the, the county watch. Or the Hold county. on a minute. It's part of the supreme law of our land oh, in, the, in the amendments, oh, ladies and oh, gentlemen. I, I understand agree. that reality check. Go ahead, yeah, you're sir. you to the choir, man. But, but I, I still get people, you know, even hardcore patriots, are like, well, we can't call it militia. So, so well, We can call it whatever we want to, ladies and gentlemen. Our intentions to meet together and get to know one another and put together yeah. communications in case of problems and organize ourselves to protect from rioting, uh, thieving, looting thugs uh, and government uh, dishonesty and media dishonesty and to tell the truth and stand together as families. I'll defend that all day long. And you know what? That's what the militia of the Founding Fathers is actually for. When we get back, I want Stuart Rhodes to finish a little bit on his article educating what he's, what, he's, what he's talking about we need to be doing. And then we'll tie that to the Founding Father's point that you were making, Stuart, in just a second, okay? All right, hang tight. Stuart Rhodes with us. Oathkeepers.org. I'm not backing away from the truth at all, folks. That's not how I roll. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour, and it hit into the road there. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it, and the other three boys were trapped in it, and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. You know, I parked my car and I went inside. And they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people excluded like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me. <laughs> A public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, so in my opinion, this article from Stewart is really valuable. It's up, available now, oathkeepers.org. Thank heavens the website's up. You can read for yourself. What Stuart Rhodes is really saying, and you can listen to him on Liberty Roundtable Live to hear what Stuart Rhodes has to say, not the propaganda from the FBI uh, peddled by communists and professional do-gooders that want to destroy all things holy and sacred and moral and honorable. Uh, so, But Stuart Rhodes with me now and basically saying, hey, I'm telling people in my articles to go to your local area, your county, have a meeting, meet with people, work on your communications. Work on who will be involved where. Create the home guard where people can protect homes, etc. And organize a, a defense mechanism against the assault that's coming, whether it be thug riders from Antifa or whoever else, uh, whether it be government bureaucrats on a bender to take everybody's home because of the IRS. Who knows? But, ladies and gentlemen, we need to defend ourselves because it's getting rowdy out there. And I don't see anything wrong with saying, hey, let's organize the militia to defend Americans who are innocent. Let me say that again. Who are innocent. Is that a crime in America now, Stuart? Well, yeah, apparently. I mean, here's a, it's going to go like this. Um, in the Founders' Day, they were dealing with a direct parallel we're dealing with. They had domestic puppets that were their world governors who they did not elect, who were doing the bidding of a foreign power that was king and parliament. We're in the same position. You've got domestic puppets who you did not elect. You didn't elect Biden or Harris. They didn't win the election. And they stole the Senate as well, but now they're pre-passing their pretend legislation, which we should call that. We should call it illegitimate. 
and we should refuse to comply. And they're doing it on behalf of foreign powers, the communist Chinese. That's what Biden is. He's a Chi-Com puppet. Everyone knows it now. And they're doing it on behalf of the globalists. Same thing. They own, they own Biden. They own the rest of these people. So to sort of stand here in the same exact parallel position. So the founders did what I'm talking about. They went to their town and county level. They held town hall meetings. That's how they, they govern themselves in town hall meetings. Um, and I think we should do the same thing. We should be doing more town hall meetings, not of the politicos, of the people, of the patriots, and make your decisions. So the first thing you should do is, like I said, sort out the home guard, and then they call it the county watch, call them the Minutemen, wherever you want to call them, the guys that can, they can leave their homes and go project out. And the home guard guards the homes, guards the town, while the other men go and do what they need to do to, to protect life, liberty, and property, whether it's another Bundy Ranch-type standoff or, or whatever it is. So get ready for that. Do, do what the founders did. They raised militia. When Gage first landed in Boston Harbor, General Gage, one of the first things he did is read a decree that all town hall meetings are now banned. Well, the founders, the founding generation, thumbed their nose at him and held town hall meetings anyway. And he couldn't do anything about it because they were surrounded by militia. So the same thing with this, all this COVID nonsense. Open the businesses back up and then protect them. Come together and stand with them. Stand up. And so you're, we're not going to let you exterminate our small businesses in, in, in you know, all middle, middle class of America, in small town America. We're going to stand up and defy it. Because COVID is the Great Reset. It is their way to kill your economy and gut the rural areas of the United States and drive people into the city and, and destroy their wealth. You know, in their day, they dealt with the East India Company. That was their big mega corporation of their, of their time. That was beyond, beyond reproach. Couldn't, couldn't, you, know, you couldn't do anything to it. Now we have Amazon, we have you know Walmart. Um, they're all sucking out the substance of the American people, killing the middle middle class, killing small town America uh, business owners, and driving all the wealth towards a few hands. That's the same exact agenda. So you got to fight back the same way. You, you got to you know grow local, shop local, grow your own food. Everyone should have a victory garden, and then become independent and with each other and separate from a corrupt system. That's what you got to do. Same thing the founders did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is what Stuart Rhodes is saying. And I wanted to do my best to ask several questions so I could understand what kind of went down, what happened, what... And then I wanted Stuart to be able to speak to you directly. Look, I don't need to filter his message, ladies and gentlemen. My question to you is, why does the mainstream press... Why do government and the FBI and everybody else want to tell you all about everything? But they don't want you to hear directly from the sources. And the answer is obvious, in my opinion, Stuart. Well, sure. <clears throat> they get a narrative they want to push, and they don't want to be bothered with any, any counter-narrative. So so people have to just realize that every time they read something, they're reading propaganda. It is Pravda. You know, it's, it's, it's the government mouthpiece. That's what they're reading right now. So, you know, and, and the Biden administration, in many ways, are doing us favors. But by trying to vet and, and purge the military right there inside the Capitol, they're letting the military know exactly what, what they think of them. You know, they don't trust the troops. They fear the troops. And they're going to try to purge them out. If you're, you're a conservative uh, service member, they're going to do their best to get rid of you in the coming years. That's what's, what's going to happen. So right now, though, <clears throat> they have a massive problem. They have a massive problem of a very large military, the majority of whom support President Trump and are, are like-minded with us. That's a problem for them, and they fear it. So letting, letting you know what they fear. They fear the veterans. They, they fear... Retired police officers, so of course, they're going to attack CSPOA and they're going to attack Oath Keepers because they fear us. So, you know, just take heart in that. 
they, they fear our numbers, the American people. They fear the fact that you're well-armed. They're going to want to try to disarm you. And they fear the fact that they've got a massive pool of combat vets from Iraq and Afghanistan. That's one of the byproducts of 20 years of warfare. They fear it. And they can't, they can't figure out what to do with it. They're going to try to suppress you and get you all to turn on each other and try to turn on your neighbors. And they're going to get you to try to be isolated and alone so they can come get you one at a time. And then they're going to try to, get, try to disarm you. So it's the same exact thing the founders faced. So you should, you should do the same thing founders did. They came together in the towns and counties for mutual aid, mutual support, mutual defense. They formed their communities of correspondence. They formed their communities of safety. And they, they began to form their own, basically, a shadow government outside of the corrupt system that they govern their affairs through. They need to do the same thing. So, like, the next time you have an election, make sure that you have a parallel paper election. If you're concerned about vote fraud, I think the answer is, is you have – you hold a paper election right next to the, the electronic one, so you can prove who got what votes. So if you got – like, Liberty Joe is running for a sheriff, for example, and you have a paper election, a paper ballot, you can you – can, you can, you know, however you want to do it, affidavits, um, notary public, whatever you want to do to prove that, yes – Patriot Joe got this many votes. He got 10,000 votes in our county. And I'm imagining this could be done precinct by precinct. They want you to believe that there's too many people to vote and it would take forever and that the machines speed up this uh, reality. Look, you can divide. There's 175,000 precincts in America, ladies and gentlemen. An average of 800 voters. That's if everybody turned out per precinct. This could be done by a group of individuals that had vote watchers, paper ballots. Uh, This could be done so easily it's not even funny if people really understand how it works, Stuart. Well, and do it in your own county. Start with your own county. Like I said, if we're next next time you have a county sheriff race, if you're concerned about the, the, the fairness of the process, make sure that if you vote for Patriot Joe, you know, the Patriot candidate, then you you log that, figure out how to do that on a paper ballot, so you can say so you can prove later when they say, oh no, he only got eight thousand votes. You can say no, here are the ten thousand affidavits if everyone said that they voted for him. So right next door, you know, here they are. So that's that's that way you can know you're being being cheated, and then you can say, you know what, we recognize him as as the sheriff. We'll recognize that guy. You know, Trier Tom is not the sheriff. Patriot Joe is. <laughs> that's what you gotta do. You have to just take the bull by the horns in the local level. The GOP is gutless. The GOP is full of either cowards or traitors, with very few exceptions. Only a tiny handful of actual patriots. The rest of them, I hate to say it, but the most of them are just corrupt or they're cowardly. So or they're just simply the ignorant. Bottom. A lot of times people are ignorant of the truth, too. They just believe the fake news hook, line, and sinker, and they be, oh, my gosh, three Oath Keepers got arrested. Well, hey, there was two well, of them. Well, they don't they belong keepers. in political office, then, if that's stupid and gullible. Well, Either amen. way. Okay. So they're I, cowardly I or concur. they're idiots. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's three, so three kinds, then. Cowards, idiots, and and traders. Roger that. Yes, sir. That's that's the truth. All right, Stuart, I've asked a lot of questions so I can kind of get my arms around kind of what really happened and hear your side of the story. We've got a few minutes left. What do you want to say? I, I just want you to be not led by me or me asking any questions and you responding. What do you want to say to America? Well, I, I think people need to go watch Catherine Austin Fitz's um, recent video she put out of an interview that she did and just go look it up. Catherine Austin Fitz and talking about the global reset. And she lays it out pretty well. You know, COVID was the mechanism for ushering in the reset. It's their medical 9-11. It's, it's their total control network. But, but it's just she really puts it together very, very well. And the bottom line is, is these, these elites, these international globalist elites, believe they own the planet. They believe that you're just a, 
like an amoeba or something, some kind of a virus they need to get rid of. They just they, they don't think you're they just don't need you anymore. Their goal is a future full of robots. Their goal is Skynet, basically. You know, like out of, out of the Terminator movies. But they don't really need you. They can control the planet through through robots. They don't really need soldiers anymore. That's their goal. And when they get to that point, then they get rid of the people. They're going to exterminate you. I think this is the way it's going to be. And they so, were moving yes. gently and peacefully with their agenda until Trump and me and you and everybody else started to say, wait a minute, there's something wrong. Let's take this thing yeah. back. And then when they realized we were starting to gain ground and have influence with the people, then they went berserk. Yeah, and then they stole the election. And here's so the silver lining for us is, is now they've revealed themselves. I think Trump failed in many ways. I'm very frustrated with him because he had the tools in his hand as commander in chief. He could have done a mass declassification and data dump and exposed them all. He could have seized all the data. He could have used the Insurrection Act. I've been calling for him to do that since the summer. When the, when the left was rioting and burning down cities and taking over police precincts, he should have used that to drop the Insurrection Act and, and make war on them. Because you're going to be in a war either way. Why not do it with him as a And because since he didn't do it, they did it against him. Right. So he didn't do it. So now they're going to use the same powers that he would have used against them, they're going to use them against us. This is what's so frustrating. So frankly, I think his career is done. Why would I want to vote for him again to have him come back in and then, then do what? The same thing? Blink in a moment of critical crisis? So I'm no thank you. This is about us, not about Trump. It's about us. It's the populist wave of patriotism and nationalism, not white nationalism, just nationalism. But that's what he. In other words, America first, not racist, manipulated, true, honest, genuine, God, family, country, baby. That's what he wrote into the White House. He jumped on that like a surfer jumps on a wave. He didn't create the wave. He jumped on the wave, and then he, then he, you know, he choked at the last minute. He choked when it was critical. So I'm just going to be critical about it. Just it's just a fact. People can make all the excuses they want, but the fact is, he was commander in chief. He could have done. I mean, I laid it out for him since the summer. And others did as well. This, this, and this. As you do this, this is your only way to fight the deep state. The judiciary is closed to him. I knew that going in. I mean, I went to Yale Law School. Some of my professors were were, uh, were appellate court judges. You know, I clerked for the Arizona Supreme Court. I know how judges think, how they operate. I knew he was going to get shafted by the Supreme Court. It's obvious. So the only avenue he had left was his own powers as president and commander-in-chief, his own constitutional powers. He failed to use them. Because he failed to use them, we're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way, the same way the founders did. So now we're in a direct parallel. They control every level, lever of power illegitimately. You declare it illegitimate, defy mass noncompliance, and then defend each other when they come for you. Our pressure with you, our pressure with the Oath Keepers, ladies and gentlemen. We want the truth. The truth shall set us free. We want honesty, transparency, due process of law. We want everybody to be be considered innocent until proven guilty. We just want to stand for the truth. Pretty rough stuff these days, isn't it? Thank you so much, Stuart. We'll have you back soon, my friend. Thank you, Sam. There he goes. Always doing a great job. Uh, You know what, ladies and gentlemen? I don't have an agenda except for the truth. Okay, I just I don't have an agenda. I just when something like this goes down, I have a lot of confidence in the Oath Keepers, and I want to hear directly what they say. Two out of the three people alleged aren't even Oath Keepers. The third one, well, let's give her due process of law and find out what really happened, assuming and understanding she's innocent until proven guilty. Shall we? God save the Republic. 
Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that Edwards refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for January 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We believe the checks and balances are brilliant and one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Dr. Scott Bradley with me in the house now. Welcome back, my brother. Well, thank you very much. Good morning, Sam, and good morning to all. All right, there's so much to talk about, so little time, but I want to highlight last hour really quick and uh, focus on this very issue. So we had our guest on, Mr. Stuart Rhodes, president and founder of OathKeepers.org. And uh, my headline says, fake news, FBI chases masterminds of riot plots, New York Times. And the reason I say that it's fake news is because they are acting like they're chasing the masterminds of the riot plots as if that's already a fact. And my response is they're blatantly saying uh, things that contradict that headline. Let me give you an example. It says a criminal complaint filed alleges conspiracy and other crimes against three members of Oath Keepers. The three have been arrested, they say. They say the group communicated via Facebook with someone who might have had inside knowledge, egging them on and directing them where to find legislators, the FBI alleges. So wait a minute. We've got these three involved with somebody who might have been on Facebook and were alleging all this stuff, but the headline says, hey, we're chasing the masterminds. Of the riot. Well, I talked to Stuart Rhodes directly last hour, Dr. Bradley, and Stuart Rhodes turns out that two of the three aren't even Oath Keepers. Okay, turns out Thomas Caldwell of Virginia and Donovan Crowell of Ohio aren't even Oath Keepers. They're not even members of Oath Keepers. Okay? Now, this is where... I don't understand how the mainstream press does their reporting at all. They're not even honest. Now, the third one, Jessica Watkins, is a low-level Oath Keeper member. By the way, anybody can become a member. All you got to do is go to the website and sign up and become a member. Stewart says he knows Jessica. He says she's been involved in some peaceful uh, events before. And the bottom line is Jessica Watkins is a member and is innocent until proven guilty. This is something we seem to be jettisoning in our society on the altar of, well, hey, they're still investigating three weeks later, the masterminds. Turns out that two of the three aren't even Oath Keepers. Turns out that, what do you mean, masterminds? This alleged, alleged, alleged somebody uh, on Facebook might have been helping them. I mean, wow, three weeks later, not very solid of an investigation. Now, here's what's interesting, though. Literally seconds after the Capitol breach occurred, or whatever you want to call it, uh, I believe most of them didn't. Most people that were there never even entered the Capitol. The few that did, most of them didn't do any damage or cause any problems. Um, the, the very few that did do damage and did cause problems, 
uh, destroying property, and etc. They need to be prosecuted. I get that. Uh, but we can't create this general idea that Trump's the great insurrectionist and, wow, the masterminds are the Oath Keepers. That, those headlines do serious damage to people who are innocent until proven guilty. Then to add insult to injury, what they do is they took down the Oath Keepers website so Stewart wasn't even able to respond. Okay, now Oath Keepers have their website back up, thank heavens. Uh, but what I'm getting at is there is an extreme dishonest media backed by a dishonest FBI peddling this porn that, hey, right-wing extremists have gone psychotic and, wow, they're all guilty. Uh, all this without any evidence whatsoever. They're literally reporting two out of the three. They said all three were Oath Keepers. They've been arrested. Two out of the three aren't even Oath Keepers. Okay, well, Dr. Bradley, what the heck's going on around here? Well, you know, you say the first one that brings up the Nazis loses, but th- this is so typical of the propagandizing that's been happening for uh, for so long here in this country. I mean, you take any subject you want, whether it's the COVID panic or supremacists of whites or or the, um, the idea that you're going to have to completely eradicate any kind of uh, anything about Americanism, there's a, a propagandizing effort that goes forth, and, and it's, a, it's fire-ready aim, but they, they know where they're going with it because they, they have to tell the story, and, and it's told as not just a narrative, it's a script. And um, I, I find it so interesting in comparing and contrasting what's going on today, the hyperventilating that's, that's going on about things uh, you know, it, back in 1933, when the Reichstag fire was, uh, they used that as the, uh, you know, that event as the justification for for fully unloading all German uh, liberties and giving full power to this guy named Hitler that had uh, just been put in, and and it, it worked out pretty good for the the uh, regime, worked out really bad for the rest of the world, but. Uh, what it basically did is they they said, "Oh, ain't it awful? We got to take all of these draconian measures," and and everybody just fell in line. Well, now it's it's unremitting orchestration. But here's how the founding fathers did it. The founding fathers, uh, if you could say in their their criminal justice system, they had any bias at all. It was a bias towards the guilty or the one that was accused. I mean, there was an assumption of innocence before. Uh, you know, in in every event, and everything they did was an effort to prevent these false accusations from coming out. You look at the grand jury, for example. Uh, there was there is no trumpeting from the um, uh, organs of society. You know, the big newspapers and, and uh, media sources. You know, they, there was an investigation done behind the scenes, and the individuals were examined, and and there was no accusation that was public that was you know an, an accusation is a devastating thing and and you know the lawyering up and the expense that's involved in that and everything that happens it, it was done quietly and and the grand jury were supposed to have the intelligence to look at everything and say what are you guys talking about there's no there's no smoke or fire here this individual didn't do it it just went away but but the rest of it too i mean you talk about the uh, the uh, bail being set at a reasonable level so that people could didn't have to stay, you know, cooped up in jail while they, they were, um, uh, their trial was going on. These people were allowed on the, out to assist in their, in their trial, even if they were accused. The jury situation, people were supposed to 
be selected for jurists that were intelligent, articulate, uh, thinking people. I mean, okay, I'm I'm not going to tell you I'm putting myself in that category particularly, but every time I have been called to jury duty, I have been thrown out of my ear before we got hardly through the process at all. And um, and I could I can probably identify some of the reasons I'm honest in my responses and so on, but um, uh, I I find that what's happened today has become a total bias uh, against the accused. It's a total bias for an agendized kind of approach to things. The the narrative. I mean, if you listen to uh, uh, Mr. Biden's inaugural address, I mean, what a bunch of angst! Well, the whole thing was a bunch of angst, but. But the point is, he's he's declaring war on you know so-called white supremacists, and the problem is, I mean, everything is so broadly painted with a tar brush nowadays that almost anything you could be a terrorist for sneezing on the air. I mean, all well, and these that's things. that's kind of the problem. Is on one hand he said, "Hey, let's have unity." Oh, on baloney. the on the other yeah. hand, on the <laughs> other hand, he literally says, "But we're going to declare war on terrorism." And what is a terrorist act? Let me give you an example. Let's say that I believe the election is still a fraud, which I do. Well, obviously, uh, well, obviously, you're you're uh, you're fomenting dissension, and that we can't have that in this country. No, I just believe that criminal activity has occurred. Now, has it occurred or not? Well, we haven't been able to prove it has. They say that's proof that it's not, but that's a lie. That's a that's a dishonest, manipulative, a quantum leap in logic lie. Because I haven't been able to prove something has happened to their satisfaction, they say that's proof that it hasn't happened. Okay, that we need to help Americans understand that's a logical fallacy, a quantum leap. That isn't true. Okay, the facts are facts regardless if I've been able to get to the courts and prove it or not, uh, etc. So if I believe that the election was a fraud, which I have every right to think and believe if I want to. Okay, this is not China. This is not the thought police. And if I think that, can I then say, stop the steal? Well, what, what Joe Biden wants you to believe is I'm a terrorist because I insist on that. The only way we're going to have, quote, unity is if I basically embrace everything that he says and does as the gospel truth and there's no dissenters. Otherwise, there's not unity. Now, I would preach of a different word than unity. I would teach the principle called civility. And the reason that I would is because I don't need to have a rhetoric against him and call him a terrorist. He doesn't need to call me a terrorist. We can agree to disagree on the vote fraud thing. He's already, quote, become president. I think it's uh, done so illegitimately. I would like to see honor and integrity uh, in the election system. And uh, I probably can't fix it going backwards. Uh, but you know what? If I can get some proof, I should be able to level that proof against them. And going forward, I need to basically put things in place uh, that guarantee honest elections. In the meantime, I can still think and believe what I want to. Uh, now, he even said, well, we don't have to melt down. We don't have to create World War III over uh, our belief systems. Well, then why is he creating World War III and saying, I can't dissent or I'm a terrorist? So there's dishonesty. Let's get back. Let the doctor speak of this logic quantum leap I'm talking about and the missteps that that logic brings about. I'm not preaching unity. I am calling for civility. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because 
we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. So the good doctor, Dr. Scott Bradley, with me, freedomsrisingsun.com is website. So I'm rejecting this unity idea, okay, because I don't believe in unity the way they want to define unity. I think unity should be around the supreme law of the land, uh, upholding a God, family, and country, protecting life, liberty, and property, these kind of things. They don't believe that. They're literal communists, and they believe something different. They believe murdering babies. Hey, if you're against that, you're a terrorist. They believe in, okay, so we cannot have unity uh, in this situation, okay? Jesus Christ and Satan did not have unity. Okay, that doesn't mean that we can't be civil, though, and somewhat respectful and say, hey, I disagree with your narrative, and here's why. Here's what I believe, and here's why, and let the people decide for themselves. So I'm rejecting unity and standing on a, a principle called civility, uh, and I believe that they're manipulating the minds and hearts of the people uh, in a very satanic way. Scott? What, what's going on here is actually or, Orwellian. I mean, if you go back, now Orwell, is, your listeners probably know, they're probably farther along the education path than, than the average bear. Uh, you know, Orwell was, was truly uh, a socialist, a dedicated socialist. And, and what he wrote, uh, some of the things, you know, some of his literature was mocking some other of the flavors of socialism, which really is interesting. It's one gang... Uh, trying to build their gang up over another gang and, and look for ascendancy over that. And ultimately, and finally, that's what World War II was, was a, a bunch of the gangs that were socialist in nature that were looking for ascendancy, whether it was uh, Fabian socialist or, or Nazi socialism or, or communist socialism or whatever it was. Anyway, so they, were, they looked to silence anybody that's of, of a different opinion. And, and this Orwellian approach, you know, putting it down the memory hole, this, this uh, sameness of everyone and, 
uh, you know, the everybody has to believe their narrative or else it's not true. And, well, anyway, there's a complete, this is a, a flip on everything that the Founding Fathers uh, encouraged. And, and if you look at the First Amendment, this idea of the free speech and the press and the, the uh, ability to peacefully assemble and so on, those philosophies, and we've talked about this before, were incorporated not because of anything except for the political narrative. They were there to make certain that everyone had a voice, and and the free speech and the and the press were there to, to as a opportunity for people to say, wait, 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 this doesn't make any sense. But in today's society, there is such a controlled narrative with a with a an establishment viewpoint. I don't care whether you're talking about COVID or weapons or mass destruction. You're talking about going to war. You're talking about a political belief system. You're talking about the color of somebody's skins. I don't know anything that there hasn't been an accepted doctrine that is taught as a script, and 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 everything else is silenced. I I, I think I've told before on the program I some time ago I I gave a there was a six minute segment being put together by a major media source in, in our state, and this, everybody has the, knows the big footprint they have, and they have the, you know, everybody's ear, quote-unquote. Well, I did a 28-minute interview with them for a six-minute segment. They gave six, no, nine seconds. They gave nine seconds to my statements, and the, probably the, the, the least pertinent issues, and spent the rest of the six minutes trying to debunk it because it was contrary to the establishment viewpoint. And so, you know, when, when you talk political issues, though, let's, let's talk about unity. Uh, the, the unity that's required of everybody that holds office and everybody that's been in the military or anything is to uphold the United States Constitution. That is a unity factor. You take well, an Hold on, let me stop there. The... So, and that basically uh, promised to uphold the Constitution there is an oath that everybody takes that is the same, right? Well, there's a slight variation between, you know, the president's oath and the senator's oath and all that kind of stuff. I mean, and if you listen to those oaths that they did on the 20th, you, you see the little variations between some of the things. But nevertheless... But, but, the, but the core of the principles, though, are the same. Yes, exactly true. And so, so the unity that we need to do is come to unity in the United States Constitution. The United States Constitution does uphold the privilege of dissent and to bring forth other answers. Now, I've I got to tell you, there's always been kind of a tugging in different ways. Factions have always been part of almost every political process that's out there. But here's how George Washington cried for unity, and, and this is in his farewell address. He said, citizens by birth or choice of a common country, that country has a right to concentrate your affections. The name of American, which belongs to you in your national capacity, must always exalt the just pride of patriotism more than any appellation or name derived from local discriminations. With slight shades of difference, you have the same religion, manners, habits, and political principles. You have a common, in a common cause, fought and triumphed together. The independence and liberty you possess are the work of joint councils and joint efforts of common dangers, sufferings, and success. So here was, you know, the, the rightfully called the father of the country, in terms of mortality anyway. I believe God is our father. But the fact of the matter is, there, was, there were those that were trying to pull different directions, and, and he, he unified them and said, hey, wait, 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 let's look at how we really are very similar to each other. And we have the same desires. We all want to be free. We all want to pursue our, 
you know, life streams or pursuit of happiness, as we we'll put in the Declaration of Independence. You know, this idea of general welfare, that's a predictable, stable society. And, and almost everything that's happening today is disruptive of that. It's a communist approach to things. Uh, communism is based upon the ability to stir the pot, create conflict, create turmoil, and out of the turmoil and, and the, the dissension and the confusion and the mess that they've created, you bring out a communist dialectical approach to things that says, oh, oh, we're, we're going to be in, in charge now. And, and it's been used down through history so many times, and I brought up the Reichstag fire, and, and, and you, you look at how the, the Marxist people took over with the Mensheviks and Bolshevik kind of thing, and they steamroll people. This is kind of the, the, the approach that's being handled in America today, and uh, if you don't have the, the uh, narrative that, that they want, you just don't get a, a, a voice or a platform. And and, and you look at almost everything. Weapons of mass destruction. Let's just look at that. Why we went to Iraq? You know, uh, why did we start a war over there? I mean, there was there were no weapons of mass destruction, and the people that that were fomenting this lied through their teeth at the most senior levels of the United States government. And and it's so disheartening to say, wait, the the whole political narrative was completely contrived. There was no discussion. I mean, you look at how we go to war. It's it's to the United Nations for permission rather than through Congress. Everything is turned on its head by those that are manipulating the system. And, and let's look at, well, I don't know, I'm throwing a whole bunch of stuff out here, but you look at the 17 executive orders that Biden signed, his, his first day in office. This was a complete, uh, it was a, a usurpation of power and, and uh, a driving the nation in a direction that they've, they've picked their path, and it's, it's a, basically a script, and it's going to be the opposite of anything Americanist found in the United States Constitution and the tradition of the Founding Fathers. This is absolutely, there's nobody else that has a voice except for those that are taking it down a path that will destroy the nation. So, yeah. Their idea of peace is kind of like the communist peace, the peace of the grave. Okay, you can you can have peace if you'll shut up and die. <laughs> yeah, you know you can't you can't be uh, if you have a different voice or opinion, it's not given any any outlet. And and I would beg to to say that that even those major so-called uh, media organs that are identified as being quote unquote conservative, most of them have the party narrative, too. And, and it's, it's one of those things where you say, if you're different, you're shunted to ground, using an electronic term. You, you don't go anywhere. You just, it goes, it's gone. Not there anymore. So Trump's uh, people are, are really going to be kind of, I think, targeted in the, in the future. I think that this, there's, a bit, there's a lot of effort to try and paint them with a, a brush that will make certain that they're, Hopes and dreams are never ever brought to the forefront, and and I and, and I'm not saying Trump had a a perfect agenda by any means, and we we were uh, quick to point out the the falsehoods and the stumblings that happened and and all that. But but the point of the matter is, there's half the country right now that has been completely uh, marginalized by the other half of the country that claims they're going to hold the full range of the power. And you, you heard on your news segment. 
about the effort to get rid of the uh, the filibuster in in the Senate, and and just go with a, a mere majority. And if you have a mere majority, that's that's a that's a Bolshevik approach to things. Uh, principles get set aside. Oh, let's talk about Mensheviks and Bolsheviks in a minute, because I think that applies here in America. It right certainly now. does, and they're calling for unity. I'm calling for civility. We'll talk about those differences as well in seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. With the stroke of a pen, President Biden eliminated roughly 52,000 American union jobs. Revoking the permit for the Keystone Exoil Pipeline and rejoining the Paris Climate Accord are the contributing factors. A group of Republican senators from western states led by Senator Steve Daines of Montana joined other GOP voices in scoffing President Biden's decision. The administration says it's in national interest to end the pipeline so that other countries can see America moving away from fossil fuels. Another of President Biden's executive orders this week was mandating face coverings on all federal property. Hours later, the president gave a speech at the Lincoln Memorial without a face mask. A spokesman for Biden said there are bigger issues to worry about at this moment in time. Australia is introducing a world-first law to make Google, Facebook, and potentially other tech companies pay media outlets for their news content. Their proposed news code is seen as a possible global test case for how governments could seek to regulate big tech firms. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Check one, two, one, two. Microphones are on their way to the Red Planet. USA Radio News Wendy King reports. Three new Mars missions are heading for the Red Planet in February, and they'll be recording the first sounds from another planet. NASA expects its Perseverance rover to land February 18th after the United Arab Emirates Hope Orbiter arrives on February 19th, and China's Tianwen-1 mission arrives the next day. Perseverance carries two microphones. One will record the noise made by laser pulses emitted from the rover to hit rocks. The other microphone will listen to other events on the surface. The atmosphere on Mars is only about 1% as thick as the Earth's, so the sound waves will be different. Scientists say they expect to hear wind, falling boulders, and possibly even Mars quakes. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest News Bureau, I'm Wendy King. The atmosphere on Mars is much thinner than Earth's and contains more than 95% carbon dioxide. USA Radio News.
Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, so my headline that I've got for Joe Biden, the headline says this. I I wrote the headline. Here's what it says, Dr. Bradley. Joe Biden repeats intellectually dishonest qual or call for unity. Joe Biden repeats intellectually dishonest call for unity. He knows that he's not being intellectually honest. Okay, he's basically saying, hey, if you don't believe as I do, you're a flat-out terrorist. If you don't believe as I do, you're a white supremacist. I'm the black leader now. Uh, okay, these are dishonest. You know, we're going to promote our agenda on murdering babies. And if you dissent, you're a terrorist. If you believe that the election was a fraud, you're a terrorist. If you don't wear a mask, you're a bad guy. Except for when I don't wear a mask, there's more important things to do. Okay, this is the intellectually dishonest uh, things that I'm talking about. On the other hand, Sam Bushman and Richard Mack are coming together and creating a new website. It's not quite up yet, but it's going to be called callforcivility.com. Okay, we can intellectually disagree. We can have fundamental differences of viewpoints, of opinions, of ideas, of thoughts, of, of views, and not be classified terrorists or white supremacists or haters or bigots or, or insurrectionists. Or Okay, we got to be intellectually honest about this. And we don't need unity, but we do need civility. Um. First off, let's highlight those differences. What do you what do you think of that, uh, Doctor? And then we'll drill into uh, some of the details that back this up. Well, I, I'm absolutely in favor of civility and being able to have a dialogue and a discussion and expose um, ideas of uh, you know different uh, approaches to things. And and honestly, that's the way the American founding fathers handled things. I mean, they you know they'd meet in their taverns and. In the meetings and talk about different approaches, and I mean, you look at the whole Constitution Convention of 1787. You know, the big states versus the little states, the ideas of, of representation and and how uh, elections were to occur. And uh, there was a, a chorus of of different solutions that were brought forth. And uh, you know, I I believe the Spirit of God worked on those men and and got them into a, a mode where there was an agreement and an understanding, and it was a magnificent solution. But but the idea of silencing an opposition uh, just because they disagree with you, that's that's totally un-American. But, but honestly, uh, it happens all the time. Uh, in every single solution, every single thing that's out there of any significance at all, it seems like there has been a, a complete unwillingness to allow that dialogue to occur. So yeah, I, I would support your idea of civility and exchange of ideas and and uh i i'd like to see the website when it's up i hope yeah, people we, are looking forward to it but we don't need unity around ideologies that are wrong let me give you some examples to kind of make the point they're literally saying donald trump created the violence and the insurrection at the capitol okay you can't say that stuff you don't even have any charges filed against president trump you don't have any evidence that he's guilty. They say he incited the riot. What does that mean? Okay, and uh, so he's an insurrectionist. And because he's a criminal, because he incited the riot, then we've got to do all these things to President Trump. Look, there's been no trial. He's innocent until proven guilty. There hasn't even been any charges filed. You could say, well, wait a minute, Sam, they impeached him in the House. Yeah, with no evidence. 
Okay, now it's in the Senate. Where it'll go, nobody knows. But look, the Senate doesn't even have authority. All they can do is kick him out of office and say, hey, you know what? This might be criminal. Let, let, let others take this on. We haven't even followed up with the process based on our rule of law to even go there. But they're already restricting him and saying that he'll create violence if he even speaks on his own. He doesn't have his freedom of speech anymore. If they can do that to the former or the president of the United States, okay, where do we go from here? And that's why I say Joe Biden repeats intellectually dishonest call for unity. It's not honest to call for unity that way. Okay, so Sam Bushman and Richard Mack are calling for, hey, we need to call for civility here. Okay, he needs to stop calling me a terrorist and a white supremacist. Uh, because I don't believe the election was honest. Okay, he needs to stop attacking me because I don't wear a mask. Look, he's not wearing a mask either. Joe Biden didn't wear a mask and got caught at it, and all he said was, there's bigger fish to fry right now. Don't worry about it. Okay, I say that they're murdering babies. He says, oh, well, you're a terrorist, and now he wants me to unite? Unite with what? Now, I can be civil, and I can say, um, you know what? I think his uh, call for unity is intellectually dishonest. Is that a civil way to put it, Doctor? Well, I, I would think that uh, it would be, and then there could be a discussion, and you could point out your position, and they could point out theirs. There's, you know, there's all sorts of ways of silencing people. You know, this ad hominem attack kind of thing. You know, they say you're too fat or you're too ugly, or they they think that you're, you know, bald or whatever. I mean. These personal attacks that, that personalize it and, and basically inflame it, I mean, it, you call somebody a racist. I mean, suddenly the debate's over. Oh, my goodness, that guy's a bad guy. That Oh, my heavens. A terrorist. Oh, yes. Oh, no, nobody wants to be. No, you, you can't even deal with a terrorist. And, and so what they do is they, they put these uh, appellations, if you will, these names upon people that are so laden with burdens of, you know, unacceptability that, that it throws them out and, and that they're really really amazing at that and by the way in case you ever get in a discussion and they start using ad hominem attacks it means they're out of arguments it means they don't have an intellectual leg to stand on and suddenly they're throwing out these epithets of of you know some kind of uh, you know you have to spit when you say it because it makes you so angry that, that they're out of they're out of gas intellectually and that's where they are on this kind of situation. And so they paint everybody into a, a corner that says basically, you know, they, they take all of these egregious, horrid uh, images that, you know, suddenly if you're a racist, you have this, everybody has an image of this. It's, it's a caricaturization that, uh, that suddenly you, you have to put in that category. A conspiracy theorist. I, I personally think that most conspiracy theorists today are probably – seeking truth you know the truth seekers well and they may and, not and have they may not have every every fact in place because again a lot of this is classified information it's very hard to get information but many people who uh are, you know have these views are genuine in their beliefs and there's certainly uh, smoke uh, in every case that i know of well we it's just you can't really uh, smoke that out if you want to use your terminology you can't smoke that out if you aren't willing to have an exchange of of information. Yeah, so and, if we can't talk about election fraud, and if we can't get before the courts to prove our case, and if we can't subpoena any information, if we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, even though we have thousands of affidavits of you know viewing of vote fraud and confirmation of vote fraud and hard drives that prove vote fraud and manipulations of votes and mathematical reality of vote fraud, but you can't get it anywhere, hey, how are you going to ever prove vote fraud? Well, 
that's absolutely true. And and here's here's the kind of situation. Let's talk about how it was in the, in the days of the founders. Uh, you know, the vice president is president of the Senate constitutionally, and so. When Jefferson was vice president to John Adams, they were at political odds, <laughs> and he got relegated to kind of, a, uh, you know, the fifth wheel in the whole situation. He wasn't welcome in the meetings and all that kind of stuff. So as the president of the Senate, he, he used his time wisely, and he wrote a parliamentary procedure for use in the Senate. And basically, it was a procedure that any senator, one, could stop debate, have a full discussion. No, nothing went forward until that had been reviewed, considered, and, and given its proper place. And, and when all, th- all things were, were brought out, it was a place to have diplomacy and exchange. And, of course, remember before that horrid uh, 17th Amendment from back in 1913, the, the states had their seat at the table at the, in the Senate. And so it, no state got railroaded or ramrodded or run over, however you want to put it, uh, Jefferson said, no, we are going to use this as an exchange that airs everything. So in case somebody didn't think of it, oh, yeah, oh, hey, wait a minute. Sam's got an idea over there. We haven't thought of that. Let's, t- let's talk about that for a minute. That was how it was, and that's how this parliamentary procedure happened with, the, with this uh, being able to stop debate and, and, and basically say this isn't going forward. Well, over the years, that's been eroded down until – you know, this 60% thing has to be there where you, you have 60% that say, look, we're done with debate, let's vote on this and move ahead. And unless you get to that point, you can't leave it. Well, everybody wants to ramrod, railroad everything through. Now, of course, we we move towards democracy when the voice of the people, not the states, was going to be heard again in with the 17th Amendment. And so now they want to get rid of that thing completely. And if you hold a majority, if your party holds a majority, there is no discussion, debate, or argument. You just go with the majority vote. And that's a Menshevik, Bolshevik kind of thing in the Russian uh, context back at the beginning of the 20th century. That's where America is going. Majority rules, and majority does not rule in this country. I, I say, you say, well, okay, well, there's, there's some instances we could argue about that. And I say, okay, I understand those instances. But the majority cannot just decide they're taking the government off on a Marxist track because the Constitution does not allow those things to happen. So if if 99 members of the Senate decided they were going to implement a Marxist uh, kind right, of Just philosophy. a second, Doctor. Quick pause. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com 
and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Hey, that's a pretty civil liner, isn't it there, Dr. Bradley? Which one? Uh, what's, uh, say that <laughs> please, obey sorry, the, please obey the Constitution. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it is. I mean, can you imagine? Well, everybody <laughs> takes an oath to do that before God. And, yeah, and then and I'm, was, I'm in the, uh, uh, under the idea of the principle of civility saying, you know what, please obey the supreme law of the land, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. All right. Yeah, well, that's civil. That's please. But, but right. we need to understand a, a, a huge majority does not make right. And, and cutting off debate in the Senate the way they're planning on doing it, and, and they will get it through because that's the way the, the Bolsheviks run. But uh, uh, I'll just use an example of, of something that, that comes to mind. Back in September of, of 2012, uh, both Utah senators, uh, Hatch and Lee, co-sponsored with a whole bunch of other senators a resolution to delegate to Barack Obama, who was the president at the time, the authority to go to war against Iran if he so chose, without having to go for a declaration of, of war, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 11. And shame on them for doing that. Well, now, here's what happened, though. I mean, when the vote came up on that, 90 senators said, let's delegate that to him. Nine did not vote. One voted against it. One voted against it. Now, because there were 90 of them, did that make it right? No. It violates the whole premise of the Constitution. It violates all constitutional protocol. Everything. So I got a question. Why up, weren't they united in obeying the law, sir? Well, that, that is, I mean, obviously, and we could we could... I, we need to talk and find out why they were so screwed up on that. But the fact is, a huge majority voted for it. And they voted to delegate constitutional authority that they did not have away. I mean, they had – constitutional protocol is if, if the people delegated through a constitution and authority to you as a legislature, you may not redelegate that, not by vote or anything, not by – assumption or usurpation, not by treaty, not by anything. You hold that power and you exercise it or you do not. But you cannot delegate now, let me, it. Now, let me answer. Why do you do that? Because it's the supreme law of the land that it holds the moral high ground. That's why. It's part of the checks and balances. It's part of this, uh, the whole idea constitutionally. It, it has nothing to do with technology. It has nothing to do with the, the date on the calendar, anything like that. It has everything to do with power controlling power and applying it as the people agreed to. The consent of the governed occurred. 
you know, in the declaration we talk about the consent of the governed. Well, the consent of the governed, when they put somebody in office, does not occur. Well, yeah, they want them in office. But they take an oath to uphold the Constitution. The consent of the governed was given at ratification. We will be governed by this document, the principles found therein, and if people follow that, we'll go with it. That's where the consent of the governed happened. And if you get a majority in the Senate, like, like they're talking about now, if you have the ability by one vote to ramrod and railroad anything through, it is wrong. And, and it, you know what, if everybody, like say 99 senators agreed on something that violated that baseline premise that's found in the United States Constitution, they still don't have authority to do that. But, but what they're looking for is to basically uh, railroad something through. And I, I keep bringing up the Bolsheviks and Mensheviks. It started back in the beginning of the 20th century. Bolshevik means majority. Menshevik means minority. And they had an inane argument about some little trivial uh, administrative nonsense in, in their Congress that they were talking about as they're putting together this plan to take over the world. And, and they hold a vote on it. And, and the, the Bolsheviks had the majority. So they, we're the Bolsheviks, so we're in the majority. We're going to do. And the Mensheviks were, were demeaned and, and shunted away, and, and ultimately Ephime became extinct. But, but that's how they play it. Because we have a majority, we will rule. And now let me stop you there. The let me stop you there and explain. Barack, or I'm sorry, Joe Biden in his acceptance speech or whatever you want to call it, his inaugural speech, he talked about democracy, democracy, democracy. He said it I don't know how many times. I'd have to count. But it was a bunch. Uh, what you're talking about right there is democracy. Right. In the Bolsheviks, exactly. in, the, in this reality. We don't have a democracy. Okay, we have a constitutional republic. Pledge allegiance if you think I'm all wet on this. Uh, so I don't mean to be rude to Joe Biden, but this is where you're intellectually dishonest. We're going to unite under our democracy? No, we are not, sir. You have just sworn an oath to the Constitution. You have sworn an oath to a constitutional republic. And if we want to start by being united, then let's jettison your democracy and let's stand with a constitutional republic. And some could say, Sam, you know what? Don't, don't beat him up because of his words. But we're talking about a fundamentally different government than he speaks of. And we're talking about a completely different mechanism for solutions that he's sworn an oath to, sir. Okay, this is where if we're going to unite, then we need to unite under a constitutional republic with the checks and balances completely intact. But this democracy idea where he's just going to have his mob rule away and everybody else is a, quote, dissenter, that is intellectually at the least dishonest. It borders on criminal behavior when you've sworn an oath, doctor. Well, and in fact, they, they call it a, a perjury. Uh, I mean, that's basically if you take an oath and violate it, it's a perjury act. And go back and look at the 1828 Dictionary. Look at what oath is. I mean, the founding fathers, well, Noel Webster wrote it, and he was one of the founding fathers, and... And and, it, and they say, you take this oath before God, and, and even if you didn't say, so help me God, but they did say, so help me God, and they gave this little big grin on their face, so help me God. And it's like, well, were they, were they understanding that they were standing before God and saying that, or were they, you know, kind of, well, I'm kind of, in a way, blaspheming. I mean, I don't know. I, I watched their little grins on their face as they came to that point. We've got this, baby, you know, kind of thing. And I... I just 
completely disheartened with. All right, with, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a great divide that I want to highlight. That this is where you just can't be united. You can be civil, but you can't be united. Okay, here's the deal. Anthony Fauci, quote Joe Biden, will revoke the Mexico City policy that prevents federal funds from going to abortions abroad. All right, so they've already released that. He's going to reverse that. Anthony already said so. However, that's the murder of children. There's no way I can unite with that point of view. I never will. Now, I can be civil and say I reject it because I'm pro-life. Fine. I don't have to attack. I don't want any harm to come to Fauci or Biden. But I can completely 180, and I don't know how to even express my disagreement more boldly while remaining civil here, but I disagree. Now, while that's going on, the state of Mississippi, quote, abortion would be classified as murder under a new Mississippi bill introduced into the state's legislature just a day ago. Republican Mississippi State Rep Dan Eubanks put together a bill that would make it a felony for anyone who, quote, willfully, quote, caused an abortion, any person who performs or induces any abortion shall be guilty of murder. The representatives' legislation reads, uh, that's the details of how it reads. It also goes on and talks about when you have a live birth and then they don't give attention to the baby and they let the baby die, that becomes murder as well. Now, I don't know how you have unity on this. The only way that Joe is for unity is if you agree to start murdering babies. But if you agree with the Mississippi State Legislative Body or this legislator, uh, then what? Okay, this is the divide I'm talking about. And so we can be civil about it, and I encourage that. But there's no way we can be united with that kind of communist pro-death agenda on the table, doctor. Okay, so... You know, we have this, this national charter, and uh, again, everything has to be weighed in that scale when it comes to the uh, the process. Now, absolutely, I'm opposed to abortion. And by the way, the Founding Fathers clearly understood that as being a wrong thing. And I mean, when Blackstone wrote commentaries on the law, he outlined why it was wrong and, and how it wasn't acceptable. And uh, I mean, so... The, the Founding Fathers knew about abortion, and, and they, they knew the principles behind it. They did not allow, delegate, to, to, you know, hand off, if you will, authority to do anything to the general government except what was specifically stated in the Constitution. And so, therefore, if you say, well, we're going to get rid of the, this, uh, uh, basically, this policy that we can't send money overseas to kill babies, and, and they're going to stop that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What is the Constitution about sending money overseas for any reason? I mean, you can't send it to some tin horn dictator to maintain their position uh, as an ascendancy over. You can't send it to Ukraine for any reason. You can't send it to Colombia. You can't send foreign um, our money to foreign places like Israel or Egypt or anything. This idea, it, let's just go back to what power has been delegated, we said we will be governed under this document with these limits and bounds. And anything that falls outside those bounds is unacceptable. So this broad brush 
Biden's coming in and he's going to do all these horrific things. I mean, we could we could spend all day. Like I say, the the first day he signed 17 executive orders, and and I got it. We, we could get a real divergence of discussion here that would take us down a path that we could discuss at great length about how did we get into that position where everybody thinks that executive orders are law and and can set all of these public policy things and everything like that. They violate the Constitution. And that's what I keep telling people. Come back to the foundation. And I've told people on this show before and mentioned it to you a number of times, Sam, as as a six-year-old, I got lost. And I didn't know that when you get lost, you sit down and you look at your back trail, you look at your your tools and your uh, you know your resources and everything, and you keep your head and you go, you know, you make a good wise decision. Uh, I just took off running, and it was I was making great time, but didn't know where I was going, and it, it made things worse. But the fact of the matter is, we keep taking off running. We're and, lost. And in the what country. we do is we basically pretend we're going to be united by these platitudes of dishonesty. You know, if I say I can be united with, um, you know, uh, Biden on abortion, that's a lie. Okay, I can be polite and civil and decent about it, but I completely disagree. Let me give you another quick example. Leo Terrell happened to be on a Fox News program, and he questioned on Thursday where all the outrage was regarding the left about the violent protests, the riots in Portland, Seattle, and Denver. Okay. And the bottom line is you've got this massive meltdown on the Capitol. And then you've got these guys basically not even talking about the rioting and the looting and the pillaging and plundering and violence and the destruction of property that have been going on for literally months and months and months in some of these places. And then when the debate came up that it's the same, then they said, no, it's not the same. One's the Capitol. The other one's just a city. Wait a minute. Are we saying there's different classes of people now in America? Okay. I don't know how you can unite on that. I think we should all be against violence. We should all be against uh, the destruction of property. Shouldn't we? Well, obviously. And, and to think that because someone now is the Bolshevik of our country, that we're going to follow the Bolshevik attitude. We're on the wrong path, people. We've got to go back to the foundation, embrace the principles we were stand, uh, founded on. And unless, as George Washington said, we're Americans. And we need to call for civility as we educate, ladies and gentlemen. It's that simple. That's why in 2015 Uh, I wrote an article called A Clarion Call for Civility, even. Because I get it. Well, you maybe ought to dust that off and kind of apply it again. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about it more. We'll we'll talk to you again soon on Monday, Dr. Bradley. Thanks for your time, sir. All right. Take care. God save the republic. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word.